Welcome to the podcast of Pastor Joseph Castillo from All Nations International Fellowship. Enjoy this podcast while you're doing household chores, riding your car, or even your morning devotions. I trust the living Word of God to change your life forever. Visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. <laughs> Unless the Holy Spirit comes down. Hallelujah. <laughs> I just want to thank Pastor uh, and this assembly for what they've done in this community and what they've done for those just passing through. People that come through like us, what, third time, I guess, uh, but only for a day or two or three. We've been to a couple of retreats, and, and uh, you guys are doing something that you'll never know the results until you get up there. So keep heart, continue doing what you're doing, and broaden your, 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 your horizons, and continue to do as God lays out the opportunities and, and, and the, the ability for you to do it. We just thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Amen. It just, it's been wonderful worshiping with you. Uh, I don't know, uh, I, I kind of feel like uh, the teacher trying to, the, the student trying to teach the teacher here. Uh, we've got a pastor, uh, bishop here, and all you wonderful pastors, and uh, uh, well, from all over. Uh, so I, I, have, I have to be very careful what I say, don't I? <laughs> because they certainly know whether it's going to be biblical or not. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, uh, we're just more than happy to be here. Uh, Karen is going to visit with us a little bit. Uh, um, I don't know what she's got to say, so I'll sit down. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Sam said, it's such a great honor to be here. One of the things that really impressed me last year when we went to Mongolia was the quality of your team. The quality. And now I know how you get it. Huh, I didn't know your secret. But I gotta say, you you guys, you're the best trained team we've ever worked with. Mm-hmm. Now, That's right. But they, you knew what you were doing. You knew how to pull it off. And the fruit was extraordinary. Yeah. I just have a very short little word for you before Sam gets up here. And it's about perseverance. Um, a lot of things were at the retreat were planted in you. You know, new seeds were planted in the fertile ground. And, and, and we need to persevere and, and see it through. We, um, what happened in Mongolia was an excellent example of perseverance. You know, they, were, they, they shut us down the first day. What did we go from? 80 pastors to six supporting us? And those six were under heavy heavy persecution, they were afraid to come. They were afraid to come. That's right. And, you know, you prayed, you persevered, you knew what God's plan was, and you just kept on going. Yeah. Kept on going on God's Mm -hmm. path. No matter what the threats were, kept on walking. I know that Pastor Joy tried to keep it from the troops, but it wasn't a very well-kept secret, was it? (laughs) (laughs) And then the second night, well, the first night, they, they, um, 
a non-Christian vouched for us. Because the truth was, is that the police had a good case. We didn't have the right permits. We didn't have the right licenses. We didn't have the right visas. They had good reason to shut us down. But a non-Christian, the warden, the warden of the prison vouched for us, and so we opened up the first night. Wow. A non-Christian. Amen. And then the next day they shut us down again. The crusades were in the evening. So, what? Then a woman with a not quite the right type of license, an NGO, stood up and vouched for us. Says, I'll sign for him. I'll take that on. And that's taking on a lot. That's taking on threats of, of, of having great fines against you and even possibly going to jail. She stood up. She persevered through, knowing, having the vision of what God wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And then the final night, my people are coming to the Lord. They are coming to the Lord every night. And the first night, there's about you know, 300 people. And the next night, there's almost 500 people. And then the next night, they're full. And not only were we full, but we had an army of local pastors there who took ownership. They mm-hmm. took ownership. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, it was amazing. It was wonderful. And we had a major breakthrough. So many people were delivered and healed. And Pastor Joey, you know the stats. So I was just busy praying for people. Oh, things were happening. Things were happening. We had blind eyes open. We had the deaf here. Several crippled people. It was amazing. A lot of deliverance. A lot of deliverance. It was amazing. But the best, I think, the neatest miracle there was this warden of the prison. Uh, the seeds to salvation were planted months before the crusade. When, when, when we put in a library in, in, the, in the prison. In, at a, uh, maximum security prison. You guys put in a library. A great sacrifice. And, and, and that turned his heart. Gave, gave you favor with him. It was favor. That's why he vouched for us the first night. The next night, he would vouch for us again, but they wouldn't let him. But he came. I saw him there. He came the third night. He showed up. And guess who came forward when when Daniel called up for salvation? Yeah. He came forward. He was born again. Hallelujah. Amen. Monday, that man was alive and, and full of life and love and joy. This brand new Christian just oh, and embraced it all. It was he was a thank God. This is thank God's work. God. Yeah, this is God's work. Yes, wow. it's amazing. And that's what perseverance did. You know, we could have just run away. Oh, they're going to find us. Oh, they're going to put us in jail and just run away with a tail between our legs. But all we did was hold the course, just held steady, just held the course. And you know, when, you know, David killed Goliath, right? But he had five bigger brothers, you know, that he had to kill after that. So, so we, we received this, and we're taking the kingdom bit by bit by bit. Perseverance means steadfastness, which is doing something despite the difficulty. Just... Hang in there. Just keep pulling it. You know, you take the word of God. 
you take your scripture and you attach it to an anchor and you heave it out there as far as you can get it. And then you just hang steady on that and you pull yourself and you pull yourself and you pull yourself until you hold yourself to that word and that promise of God comes true. You stay the course. It's, it's steadfastness. And I tell you what, how do you know if it's not good yet, keep on walking. If it's not good yet, God's not done. Keep on going. He's winning. He's fighting this battle for you. You just relax. Like the fish in the net. Just, okay. I saw a golden net. A golden net when we were there. The night that That's right. Preached. And in, up at the retreat. And it was just, it wasn't like we were fighting the net. It was smooth and comfortable. And we just leaned back. And Jesus yeah. was just holding us up higher, bringing us up higher. Um, if it's not good yet, when you're walking where you're going and where God has sent you and the promises that you received and the prophecies, that hasn't happened yet. It's not, you're not there yet. It's not over. So when you're walking through the valley, when you're walking through the valley, the important thing to remember it's just keep walking. Don't stop. Just keep walking. Keep walking. And walk until the battle is until the battle is won. Just keep walking until the fruit starts to come. And then you just disciple that. Amen. 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 God has called each one of you here. You're special. You really are. You're different than any group we've ever seen in the world. Mm -hmm. We travel all That's over right. the world all the time. That's what we do. You're really different. You, you're honed. You know, like a, a really sharpened knife. You're honed. And God has got some extraordinary things for you to do to pierce the darkness and bring back fruit. Extraordinary fruit. The birth things. I, I want to, um, and I want, something I want you to bear in mind. The battle will not last forever. Sometimes, Feels like it's going to last forever, but the battle will not last forever, and you have the victory. You know you have the victory. Mm -hmm. You have the victory. I love that song that you guys sing up here. The song says, it starts out with saying, I don't know why the walls aren't falling down. I'm still walking around them. They're not falling down. But your promise still stands. i got to get the, the, I've never heard it before. You've never failed me yet, and I'll never forget. Amen? Jesus. I was going to read this the other day. The retreat. Everybody have this book? It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's really good. Uh, translating God, I'm going to give you this book. You, you said you didn't have it. I haven't finished it. It's all marked up, but I'll get another one. We, are, we happen to drive. We just bought it. A Korean car. A Kia. It's a great car. It's an amazing car. I love it. It's a hybrid. It's comfortable. Oh, sedan? And it comes from South Korea. Good car. And in here, um, Sean Bolt says, Consider South Korea. In just one generation, it has gone from a developing country to a fully developed country. Mm -hmm. How did that happen? Hmm. It has industries that compete with the most developed in the world. Historically, Korea has been one of the most occupied countries in the world by other nations. And Koreans are not a warring people, but they are very industrious, 
somebody can say this word, intrapreneurial, and gifted. And throughout history, enemies have tried to take advantage of their country, their people, and their resources. Back around the time of the Korean War, a group of Christians in Canada were praying about how to help Korea. They saw in their hearts a developed South Korea and asked God for a strategy to bring that about. And he showed them that if they rallied Westerners to finance one child through education, then this education would become a foundation for future greatness in the country. They used this prophetic word to start one of the greatest humanitarian organizations for children in history, Compassion International. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I've I, I heard of Compassion International. I did not know that's how it started. The first generation of Compassion International kids that graduated college had a knack for building, and they helped lay Korea's foundation in government, which was even one was even one of the first Supreme Court justices. Education. Many became teachers right away. Religion. Many became Christian pastors and leaders and industry. Many started businesses. It was such a pivotal movement that it's still referred to by many of the Koreans, South Koreans, by many of the South Korean government leaders I have met. South Korea began its greater development into leaders. Oops. Let me try that again. Sorry. South Korea began its greater development into what it is today. Because God invested a vision of his future to Christians. Amen. And he gave them the faith to help Korea become what it is today. This is You guys are the type of group of Christians that birth this. Ones that really believe in God's go and go for it. Believe in God. Believe what he's placed in you. And you go for it. Amen. 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 I'm, I'm just looking out here, and, and, and I'm seeing so many powerful men and women of God that God has brought together uh, for a purpose. Now, now I, uh, I, I'm not going to preach. There's too many powerful preachers out there. I'm just going to talk a little bit this morning, okay? Uh, I, I began uh, uh, last week, and I began to say, Lord, what can I do? What can I preach? What can I, st- what can I preach about? And uh, the Lord said, talk about the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I says, Lord, there's powerful preachers. These people know all about the Holy Spirit. Uh, man, they, they know what it's all about. They know what to do with it. Uh, but he says, preach. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about it a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Karen talked about, she, we leased her a new car. Uh, and uh, it had an instruction manual. Uh, you know, the first car I bought, uh, it, it's, I had a little 10-page uh, manual. And it said, you put the key in here, you push your foot on the starter, and uh, the motor will go around uh, and then you put your foot on the clutch and put it in gear, and you'll go. And then you put your foot on the brake, you'll stop. That was it. That was all I had to learn. But, man, we got this car. And there's a, I said, what's it? I was trying to find out something. Well, get the manual out. The manual's like a 
biggest Bible he ever saw. And, and I, I looked, I couldn't find it. Oh, there's another manual. It's not quite as big. That's about communications. And then there's another one about the hybrid. So, you, you know, we, we, we get these. I can get in and drive it. But I really don't know what makes it go. I don't know how this all works. And, and, and what I think we want to do is go back to, to square one, go back to the basics, and look at some of the things uh, regarding the Holy Spirit. How did it come? Why did it come? What do we do with it? In fact, uh, not too long ago, they asked us to come back to a place to, to, to minister. And uh, I said, well, what do you want us to do? They want some teach pastors' conferences. Well, we want you to tell us about the Holy Ghost, what it is, how you get it, and what do you do with it when you get it. So there's a lot we can learn there, even though we know the way. You've been filled with the Spirit. And, and, but, and I actually, I, I argue with God a little bit. I said, God, this, this, this doesn't make any sense at all. All these people, most of them are filled. How many have been filled with the Holy Spirit? Amen. And, and, and God gave, gave us a, a great outpouring. I'll tell you what, the last few days, uh, it did something for me. And I'm sure it did something for you. Amen. Amen. Uh, and, and, and don't uh, remember when God, uh, the, temp, the tabernacle was finished and all the work was done. Uh, and uh, they, they brought it out there and uh, they said, put the altar the sacrifice on the altar. All the work is done. Every, everything is complete now. We're ready to roll. The tabernacle is built. The, the, the Holy of Holies is there. The furniture's in the tabernacle. And uh, God said, uh, I'll send the fire. I'll send the fire. Hallelujah. But you have to keep it burning. Come on now, you got the fire, you got filled, you got overflowed, you got blessed. But now you keep that fire burning, amen. Keep that thing going in your soul. And you get that fire for one reason, to spread it. Can you say amen? We have the Holy Ghost for one reason, to spread it, hallelujah. Start a forest fire, hallelujah. Let the places burn down. God is with us. Hallelujah. There's enough power right here, right now, to turn the world upside down. Let's go. Hallelujah. Let's do the work that he's called us to do. He's got so much, and there's no excuse not to. Come on now. There's no excuse not to. You say, you remember Jeremiah, God told him, you're going to be my prophet, and you're going to do this work. No, 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 God. No, I'm too young. I'm just, a, I'm just a kid. You know, he felt just like me. I'm just a kid. <laughs> Thank you, Robert. <laughs> Veteran of World War I. How old would that maybe? <laughs> but anyway, God wants us to take that fire and spread it. And don't hold it. Don't just build it up. Build it up. Build it up. 
Jeremiah says, I can't do it. I'm too young. Aren't you glad that you can't be too young to know the Lord? You can't be too young to work for him. And thank God you can't be too old. Amen. Amen. So what I have determined is uh, that you're just right. You're just the right age. You're just the right age. You're just the right age. You're just the right age, Mike, to bust loose. Hallelujah. Amen. And do the work that God has called and ordained you to do. Hallelujah. Every one of you, today is your day. Today is your day. This is your time. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Amen. So Jeremiah he says, no, Lord, I can't. Well, God had to prod him along a little bit. I don't know what all he told him, but he convinced him. He better do my will. Amen. Sometimes it takes a little bit of convincing. But you better yield. Because following his promises are so joyful and so wonderful. And saying no to him can be very miserable. Can you say amen? Let's say yes, Lord. Yes, Lord now. Hallelujah. So we want to do what God says. Jeremiah went along a few little while later. At the fire, God began to talk to him, and he began to be obedient. He began to listen to the word of God. And then he says one day, he says, I'm not going to do this anymore. These people aren't listening. You ever feel like they're not hearing the message? Huh? You ever feel like they're not paying any attention to you? But let that fire burn. Keep speaking the word. Hallelujah. Keep speaking the word. Keep telling and witnessing, advertising Jesus Christ. Amen. We advertise everything else under the sun. You advertise those Mercedes Benz. We advertise these other automobiles. We advertise good ice cream. (laughs) That slipped. (laughs) But let's advertise Jesus. Amen. Let's advertise Jesus. Let's tell him what he is and who he is and what he'll do for each and every one of us. Hallelujah. Let's advertise him. Amen. Amen. How do we advertise? We advertise by telling talking, and living the life. Amen? Don't forget that part of it, living the life. Hallelujah. So Jeremiah says, oh, I'm not going to talk anymore. They're not listening. Pretty soon, he says, I, had a, I felt a burning in my heart. I felt a fire in here. Uh-uh. It's burning. I don't know if I can keep quiet anymore. I might have to say something here in a minute, but they're not going to listen, so I'm not going to say it. Then pretty soon he got a burning in his bones. Hallelujah. And the fire came out. Hallelujah. Ah! 
and continue. You keep the fire burning, he said. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Sometimes I feel like that. I feel like I, got, I can't keep quiet. I got to do something. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the word. Hallelujah. His word will not return unto him void. It brings things to happen. It makes things happen. When God speaks, it's already done. Come on now. When God speaks, it's done. Amen? It's all over. Devil, get out of here. God said so. Get out of here. Hallelujah. As Bishop said, get your foot on him. Hallelujah. Get rid of the old guy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. There's no power, hallelujah, that can come against the power of the God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's where I was going, but anyway. Hallelujah. We are so fortunate. Someone mentioned already, you know, even the liberty that you have here, you're here. The powerhouses are here. There are many places they can't meet even like this. Amen. There are places that can't hear the gospel and you can't speak the gospel. Take advantage of the opportunity that we have. Amen? Take advantage of the opportunity you have to minister, to say, speak the word, to say the gospel. God has given us an opportunity. Sometimes it's a window, and we don't realize it. You know, things open and close. Opportunities open and close. Some of you know that. You've been there at places. Take advantage of it. Well, the window is open, and heaven is open. Hallelujah. Heaven is open. Heaven is open, and it's here for us. All of our needs are better in him, Jesus. I was going to talk a little bit about uh, the Holy Spirit and, and the thing that uh, we had a, um, what do you call it, a small group meeting in our home. And we attend a church that's been established a long time. And the people are filled with the Spirit. They know the Word of God. But I was surprised when someone mentioned something about the Holy Spirit and the promise of the Holy Spirit. Well, I got the Holy Spirit. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, good. But do you have the manual? You have the driver's manual. Do you know what to do with it? Do you know where the power comes? Do you know where the anointing comes? 
Amen. You've got to know what you've got. And then you've got to use what you've got. Amen. Amen. Pastor in his book mentions a car ready to go, but without fuel, there's nothing. The Holy Spirit is the fuel that will keep you burning. Hallelujah. It's the fuel that will keep you moving. It's the fuel that will keep you doing the things of God. It's the fuel that will use to perform miracles in the name of Jesus. But I'm, I'm just going to go back through it a little bit, you know. Um, the Holy Spirit was promised, and I'm going to not make this five-pager that I started out with. But uh, he promised way back in Ezekiel that he would put a new spirit within us. Amen? Put a new spirit within us. Now, that was way, way back there. And God promised something was coming. Something was going to happen. Don't you feel like something's going to happen? Amen. We're not through yet. Hallelujah. It's coming. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, he'll put a new spirit within us. And then Peter, when he got up there on the day of Pentecost, and he began to preach the gospel, he began to preach the message, he quoted Joel 2 and 28. And you all know it, but I'll read it. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. Paul says this, or Peter says, this is that. This is it. Amen. You've seen it now. Hallelujah. There it is. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. The Holy Spirit is coming down. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is here. And he's moving on each and every one. I'm so glad it isn't just for the preachers. I'm glad it isn't just for the pastors and the evangelists. I'm so glad that it's for each and every one. Everyone say it's for me. It's for me. It's for me. Hallelujah. So the promise was there. The promise was fulfilled. He says in Acts, he says, uh, and after being assembled together, Acts 1 4, with them he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. You know, one of the hardest things, the difficult thing I had was to wait. (laughs) I hate to wait. I feel like I'm wasting time when I'm waiting. Amen. You ever feel that way? (laughs) Well, sometimes God tells you, wait. Just wait. I'm not through with the message I've got for you. I'm not through empowering you with the power that I'm giving you. I'm not through pouring out my anointing upon you that you're going to need to do the task. Now, I don't mean you sit around and wait the rest of your life. But I mean sometimes just wait. Receive. 
drink it in. Drink it in. And then pour it out. 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 Hallelujah. The blessing isn't just for you. It's for all those that you come in contact with. Can you say amen? It's not just for me. Hallelujah. It's for all that I'm willing to speak to. All that I'm willing to say, this is the Lord God. Come and know him. So then he went on. He says, uh, don't you remember just a few days ago I, I talked about, John, I mentioned John the Baptist. Uh, and I said, John Baptist, uh, he'll fill you. Uh, he'll baptize you in water. Now, a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago, I guess it was, we were out in the Nile River baptizing uh, 80-some, 91 or something like that, new converts from the campaign. So it says, John the Baptist, uh, he baptized you with water. But there's something coming. Hallelujah. There's something coming. Hallelujah. There's something coming. There is the Jesus is coming upon the scene, and he is going to fill you with the Holy Ghost and... With fire, hallelujah. Jesus is coming, hallelujah. And he's here. He sent the Spirit of God with him. And he says, I most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these. Come on now. Greater works than Jesus Christ did. Amen. Why? Because I go to my Father. And what happens when I go to my Father? I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. And when that Holy Spirit comes, he'll turn you inside out if you allow it. Hallelujah. He'll take all this knowledge up here and he'll put it in the trash can and he'll fill you with his knowledge and his spirit and the word of God. Amen. We want to be filled with him. Then he says in John 14, 16, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may abide. Now, when you're talking with people that are not in the same groups that you are and have the same teaching, that's one of the first things they're going to tell you. Well, that talking in tongues and all that blabbering and all that stuff, that was for the apostles and the prophets. Have you heard that? That's not for today. That's not for today. That's, that's back there. They needed it then. We don't need it now. <laughs> Amen. We need it more now. Amen. This world is turning its back on God. It needs the Holy Spirit. And we are the ones, you are the ones to take that message. There's enough power in here to turn the world upside down. We want to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. 
I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to Him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, uh, wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me, forgive me of my sins, wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins, and on the third day he was raised from the dead. From this day forward I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me, and we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life, because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com, or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path maybe help you find some local churches there online or something or maybe we know some pastors there that could follow up with you and help teach you the word of God. thank you for listening and feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the word of God.